welcome to the Indomitable Podcast. I am your host, Di Cerullo, and today we have another great episode that will leave you inspired. My guest today is the Indomitable Coach Daryl Andrews, Coach D. Coach Andrews is widely recognized as Coach D. He is a renowned motivational strategist, speaker, author, and executive coach of a global stature. He has consulted and coached thousands of people and organizations on self-care, leadership, core values, and teamwork. His engaging and informative interviews make him a go-to choice for show hosts seeking high-energy discussions. Well, hello, Coach D. Hi. Excited to be uh, on your podcast. And so we want some, some fun today. We want some fun. We want yes. some fun. So, <laughs> yes. Um, if you wouldn't mind, if you could talk to the audience a little bit, talk about yourself a little more, introduce yourself to the team. All right. Well, listen, I am Daryl Andrews, Coach D, as we alluded to. Um, personally, I'm a father of four beautiful children, good-looking kids. I like to say they look just like me, but my wife yeah, always pops, okay. me on the, pops me on the head when I said that. I said, you know, but um, actually, my wife—they they get the good looks from the, from my wife. And um, I've been mm. married thirty—I've mm-hmm. been married almost thirty years, thirty years. And wow, um, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite an accomplishment, right? You don't hear much about that nowadays, you know. But, no, you um, do those, not. those kind of those, those kind of numbers. But um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm, a, I'm a resident. I, I'm a, I was born and raised in Syracuse, New York. I now live in Winter Park, Florida, and mm-hmm. raised my family up near Philadelphia. But about 22 years ago, I decided to leave the corporate world to go out and become a coach, trainer, consultant. I had a very successful corporate career with a company mm-hmm. by the name of Abbott Laboratories, which is a medical diagnostics yes. company. Yeah, I, I had know a very Abbott. successful yep. Abbott career, a very successful career there. But the bug to get out and start empowering people. As a matter of fact, when I was an Abbott, I was like a motivational speaker because just yes. in my teams and all of that. So it's yeah. like I just had to. So I left there, jumped into education and workforce development, working with youth and, and also yeah. uh, educators and did a lot of work there for years. And then kind of transformed over into doing more, you know, leadership, uh, uh, executive team building, those type of things for mm-hmm. organizations. And then also coaching and training for small business owners. So that's kind of where we've been running now for like the last 14, 15 years. I'm the author of several books. The two books I'm writing right now is a self-care movement and post-pandemic leadership. All right. The key to key to retention. So retaining good employees. So, so I'm very excited about all that. I've been doing this stuff 20 something years. It's my passion. I love it. And I'm looking forward to hopefully sharing some information that could be a, a, a benefit to your audience. Absolutely. So first of all, I want to start off with, I love your background. I love your experience. I also was Mm -hmm. in the biotech space in the Boston area. So Mm -hmm. um, I understand that that is a very specific space. And actually, Mm -hmm. you do get a lot of experience with motivational speaking because a lot of the people that you're working with have that very specific personality, you know? So I love that for you. I I have a similar Mm -hmm. background in that way. And I have learned about team building from that exact same space. So that is absolutely Absolutely awesome. How do you, I guess I would say to you first, how do you help teams prioritize dealing with burnout, which so many of us Mm. are dealing with at this day and age Mm. and this time of the year? How are you helping teams sort of prioritize working with um, folks that are experiencing burnout? Well, first of all, I'd like to say uh, that's a phenomenal question. (laughs) And the one that's so needed today. Because it yes. is a, um, it is a, it's almost an epidemic proportion with a lot of these companies and organizations that are out here. And what I mean by that is yes. that it is causing some serious, I don't want to call it damage, but 
negative altering of cultures where, you know, people mm. are struggling with basic communications with one another. Bosses are struggling with interacting with staff, yes. staff interacting with bosses, a um, mm -hmm. lot of contention. Uh, you hear a lot about toxic workplaces and all that. It's, it's, it's huge right now. Yes. And a big part of that yes. is very, it's very, it's not simple, but it's, it's deeply profound and very simple when you, when you think about it. And I always look at it like this. There's no way on earth you're going to pour from an empty tank. Oh, when the yes, tank is absolutely. empty, it's empty. So you can try mm -hmm. to pour all day long if you want to. It's not going to produce anything. Give an no. example. Yeah. Not even a pouring example, but a filling example. If my car hits E, mm -hmm. what does my car, I'm going to ask you, Di, what is my car going to do when that car hits, when that hits E? What's going, what is it, it going to do? It's going to stop going. <laughs> it's going to stop going and everybody's going to cry. Yep. <laughs> and it doesn't matter where you are. You it, can it be in the middle matter. of the, it doesn't no, matter. No, you can it be in the middle not. of the desert. You can be whatever yeah. the car says, unless I have no more gas. So this is no, that's it. It go. doesn't care. You can pray unless you got a hoopty. It's not going to do anything. And if you have a hoop, you're still going to be even worse. But, Absolutely. But let me ask you this. What happens when you try to start it up when there's no gas? It won't. It again won't go. It just it makes it, noises. Yep. Chick, 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 chick. That's how most human chick. beings are. That's how most yeah. humans are. People yeah, are trying to start that car up. and ain't no mm -hmm. gas in it. And no so gas. what we like to say about burnout is burnout is a byproduct of being empty, not filled, from some from a self care yes. standpoint, but I'm still operating. I'm still so yes. now I'm I'm frustrated, I'm miserable, I'm agitated, mm -hmm. easily easily offended, yeah. because guess what? There's mm -hmm. no fill up here, and so no. we go day after day after day after day. But then the yeah. sad part about it is it becomes problematic inside of us where we start having stress issues, trauma issues, ulcers, yeah. things yeah. like that. Why we keep pressing when we have nothing left to give that's the problem with causes yeah. burnout we, we're, we're we're you know and, and so i like to, yeah. when i do the analogies i'll take a um we have a bunch of glasses up and i'll take a picture and i'll pour some water into uh, one glass and i'll fill the different glasses up not fill them but put water into them but then i put the picture down and i say mm -hmm. okay now these are these glasses are full now this glass that's empty here we go am i putting anything mm -hmm. in there because yes. no i just Absolutely. poured it all out there's nothing left. right exactly so and so it's, it's, it's simple, but it's profound. And that's how most people yeah. operate. Would you, would you agree? I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah. I mm -hmm. absolutely would. I absolutely would. Mm -hmm. I think that's true in all walks of life at this point that people are trying to pour out of an empty cup at this point. Mm -hmm. I think that that's true at this time of the year, at this, at this place in our, our history. I think we're seeing that in business. I think we're seeing that in life. I think we're seeing that in parenthood. I think we are seeing a lot of people trying to pour from empty cups. I absolutely agree. Yep. Yeah. And I'll, yeah, yep. I'll tell you something. And it's, it's the thing about it is most people don't aren't aware of it because they just become used to it. Like it's just a normal yes. mode of operating. Right. Here's something that's really interesting guy. People will say that's just who so-and-so is. Oh, that's just who, you Ooh. know, Fred is. Oh, that's just who Kathy is. And I always tell people, I said, no, that's not who they are. That's who they became. Yes. This is who this person yes. has become. <laughs> I mean, yes. sis, like we, nobody yes. wants to be agitated. Nobody wants to be miserable no. or irritable. No. But but right. the way I live my life makes me like that. And yes. so 
if my life made me like that, I can reverse it by doing some new things. And that's where self-care comes in. Absolutely. You know, self-care, that, that, that way of filling that tank back up so that mm-hmm. as I go live life, I have more to give. So a lot of people have limited to only cures, pedicures, and, and trips to the yeah. spa. Right, I'm like, right. I'm like, no, right. no, 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 no. That's a, yeah. that's just, that's a byproduct. What we're talking about yes. is the mindset, the psychology yes. part that now yes. I'm reprogramming myself to energize myself. All right. So what nope. do we have to do? We have to use self-care as a tool to right. recharge our batteries. Absolutely. What are some kinds of self-care that you recommend to people that aren't like that, that surface level markety, like visit to the spa, getting your nails done. And I'm not hating on getting your nails done. I get my nails done. I'm not hating on it. Everybody go get your feet done. But what I am saying is that like, yeah. what are some really like more deep rooted, authentic forms of self-care? You know, uh, the most simplistic aspect of self-care is first of all, seeing myself as a priority. You know, uh-huh. look, looking at myself in that mirror and saying, okay, this person is worthy of attention today. This, this yes. person is worthy of care today. And because yes. I can't get the self-care if I don't first acknowledge that there's a need, you know? And so yes. that's one of the most important things. And the reason why I'm, I'm pointing that out first is because uh, we are not, we're not raised to think this way. You know, even when we were younger, most of our upbringing was do this for this person, do this for that person, boom, 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 boom. And nobody ever says, hey, take some, think about it. Who ever said, hey, take a little time for yourself. You need it. Never. <laughs> never in my life. Not until I got to never. be a very grown person. Yes, never. 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 And so what I do know. we do? You know, like you said, with families, we take care of the kids. You know, with That's the right. parents at the age, we're taking care of mom and dad. We, 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 we're going out, we, we go, go join churches and we're surfing in the church. And, mm-hmm. You know, you can go mm-hmm. on and on and on and on and on yep. the things that we on do. On the PTO, yep. yep. On the yep. PTO. We're on the and PTO. Guess what? Yep. All, yeah, all we're doing is giving. And mm-hmm. then we wonder, why am I so tired? Why am why I so am exhausted? I so yeah. I'm saying mm-hmm. to people, the most foundational thing you can do for self-care is, first of all, recognize that there's a need. And, and yes. once I recognize that there's a need, and we don't want to wait till the doctor tells us there's a need. We want to no, do it while right? we're still healthy and strong. Mm-hmm. You know, once I recognize mm-hmm. that there's a need, then I have to now say, okay, what am I going to do? Now, the manicures yeah. and pedicures, hey, I never got them until I got married. I didn't even know I needed them. My yeah, wife yeah. Said, she said, your feet are rough. Come with me. You're going to get We're a pedicure. Doing I said, oh, sorry. You want to lay in this bed with me? You better get some softer feet. Yeah, no, we're not having those raptor feet. No, no, no. She's right. I agree with her. Yeah, yeah so, right. so now, now I go get them and I love them. I might be the only guy sitting there. I don't even care. I'm getting my love. I don't care. But, okay. but, but it don't even matter. <laughs> but, don't even matter. But, um, you know, but then what we got to start doing is understanding that self-care is, this is an important statement and probably a key phrase in this whole conversation, that Mm self-care is a precursor to wellness, okay? Self-care is a precursor to wellness. That's important because companies and organizations Mm -hmm. are saying wellness, and I'm smiling at them, and I tell them all the time, wellness is a byproduct. You're saying wellness director. Wellness, wellness is a byproduct. Well, do you exactly. have a wand that you're going to wave and everybody in the company is going to be well? No. Yeah, right. Oh, the person yes, has to exactly. make the choice. The person has to make the choice. That's so, right. So that's why I say mm-hmm. self-care is. A, so what companies and organizations need to think about is how do I encourage that person mm-hmm. 
to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. How about care, curse that person? Absolutely. Like one of the most basic things is company. This used to be this badge of honor when people wouldn't take vacation for three or four years. That's not the dumbest thing you ever want to do. What? I know. Oh, I haven't been on vacation in seven years. I said, man, you're crazy. That's why you work. That's bad. Yeah. Companies used to give you a badge for that stuff. That's the idea. Companies used to give you a badge for that stuff. I said, man, you're going to burn that person out. No. Yes. Go away. Relax. Unwind. Give yourself a break. So what I'm saying is we are in our space we deal with mindsets mm-hmm. because we understand that it's about empowering people to take ownership. Absolutely. And, and here's a company message for anybody that runs companies or own nonprofits organizations. That mm-hmm. should be one of your top priorities to motivate. Not just say mm-hmm. you have a wellness program and give you some mm-hmm. coupons to go get a smoothie, but mm-hmm. to motivate mm-hmm. you <laughs> to take ownership every aspect of self-care. And we can talk about what that looks like in a few moments, but just wanted to put yeah. that out there. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. Anytime I have conversations with people that are, are working with uh, companies or anything like that, and they'll say, there's a lot of therapy speak, right? They'll talk about mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, this was a toxic workplace, but we've turned it around or so-and-so is doing this. And I'm just like, how? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. have you, you haven't even touched that. You haven't even talked about that, right? Like you, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, even if you're paying for, if you have a gym on the actual property, even that's not doing it. I have mm-hmm. worked with so many companies that say things like, oh, well, you know, we have we have no vacation policy, so anybody can leave whenever. And I always say that if you don't have a vacation policy, you have a no vacation policy, mm-hmm. right? Like if you don't, if you're not doing that, if you're a manager and you're not taking your vacation, Absolutely. you are teaching your people not to take their vacation. How people deal with their stress is how people have reacted and learned to deal with their trauma. So I think when we talk about wellness, we need to be a lot more specific about what Absolutely. we're talking about because mm. we are painting that with a super general brush and it is leaving a lot of people out. You know, that, that's spot on. And, and I'll tell you this, what people like to do, people, people in organizations love to say they've done something. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like we have a wellness program. Um, we have a DEI initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so there's a sense of pride that we have this. It, what I what I tell people is, mm-hmm. there's one thing to have something; it's another thing for that thing to be effective. You know, it, 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 the goal is effectiveness. Right. It's not having. It's yes. not saying. Is you know, yes. like to say we have yes. something. Okay, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. But are you yes. seeing statistically yes. changes in people? Are you looking at folks yes. that are more well-rounded, people that are more energetic, people who enjoy walking into that place to some extent? They don't have to be yes. super happy about it. But if you're right. not seeing, if you're not seeing a byproduct of this thing you created, you are more excited right. about creating it than seeing the results of it. <laughs> Absolutely. And Absolutely. we cannot, That's we will not have any success with that. None. No, because if you are going, it's and again, you're exactly right. It's about mindset. If you are going in and your entire goal is to check that box, you're going to mm-hmm. do that with as little as little cost, as little effort, and as little understanding, unfortunately, as possible. And that's mm-hmm. the interesting thing for people who do what you do, and to a lesser extent, what I do. I can mm-hmm. look like shark netting that that builds from the top sometimes. Because if mm-hmm. I come into a company and somebody says, "Hey, we've got Die here. She's going to do this, that, and the other. She's going to work on our wellness program. She's going to advise." on this or that 
that can make the space seem a lot safer, a lot more mm -hmm. welcoming for people who would get my vibe than it actually mm -hmm. may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it, yeah. And so you got, and so it's, 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 you know, I always say this, it's a process and, 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 and yes. you've got to be willing to go through the process to get to the end result. Yeah. And in the middle, it could be messy. You know, it's kind of like yeah. that Dr. Bruce, Bruce Tuckman's team building model of forming, storming, norming, and performing. You know what I mean? Yes. You got the storm yep. that you got to get to before you perform. So Absolutely. people people may be frustrated. Why are we doing this? Why are we changing? But the point is that change and innovation go hand in hand. We can't stay the same forever. There's some things we have to do to shift some stuff here. Yes. And so, and so um, I'm just going to digress for two seconds. Like we consult Please. organizations and just yes. for a few seconds, like organizations, I'm always laugh when they say, you know, there's some people, you know, here, we're trying to go a new direction and they just struggle with that. I yeah. said, so, so that means it's time for them to go. They can't see yes. that you're trying to go a new direction and they're trying to keep yeah. you in the old. And that's just yeah. holding your organization hostage. Yes. 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 They're, they're holding you hostage. And so, yes. no, 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 no. So, no, I, I'll say this real quick. I remember one time I was no. speaking. I was your speaking time, at a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I, I was speaking. I was speaking. Yeah, I was speaking at a. I went to education at one time, and I still do to some extent. But yeah. with the school, with the school, the school was having all kinds of problems, and so I was training the staff on engaging, you know, at-risk youth. So this was like yes. the conversation we were having, yeah. and so, yes. so in the middle of my statement, um, a com my training, I made a comment that was just a simple one, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I said, uh, if um, you don't care about youth, and you work in this industry. This is the wrong industry for you. That's right. <laughs> it's just, it's just yep. simple. This is not complicated. Um, this is not rocket science. Yeah. I said, because I remember, when I, was, <laughs> I, said, I remember when I was 13, 14, 15, you wouldn't yeah. be interviewing me right now if I was still that person because I was a different kid yes. back then. I had, I had love yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And I said, so you have to have a love for it. And so yes. they, they enjoyed the presentation. Three days later, the principal called me. He was in celebration mode. And I okay. said, what are you so excited for? He said, man, you said something in that presentation and three of our uh, people on our team quit. As they said, they quit. They, they left. Okay. They and left. I said, man, I said, I said, this is what I said. I'm so sorry. He said, no. No. Yeah. Those were the three that were the most toxic within the organization. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I know. And, he's, and he was saying, that's we got to get rid of that. He said, you helped us do what we we really, because of the unions and all, I couldn't fire them. But uh -huh. because you said it, it stuck, and they all, they just departed. So what all I'm trying that. to say is, when you're trying to change for the better, yes, you're trying to do self-care, you're trying to do the uh, team building, whatever, people yes. need to be need to come on, go along for, for the change. Because That's right. it's all about building those healthy cultures. That's that right. That we all can wake up in the morning and go to work and say, I really enjoy working with you. Instead That's right. Of, if they are, yep. Yeah. Instead of, oh my God, here's Monday. Yeah, Monday scary. Absolutely. If they are fighting for you, if they are fighting with you, they are fighting against you. Absolutely. That's right. I tell people all the time, absolutely always 
fire those mm-hmm. people that you have to have other people exist to manage around those people. That is so much work. That is so much effort. That is so much money wasted. Absolutely. A hundred percent of the time, fire your assholes. I say it all the time. Um, yeah. This is my podcast. I'm allowed to swear. So anyway, <laughs> I see it to businesses all the time. Unfortunately, there is a certain type of person that goes into work and wants to be lording over everybody else. And that can look mm-hmm. like a lot of different things, but it always costs morale and productivity. Yep. That is yep. always. Yep. It's, you, it's, and you know what? Right. And, and see, here's the thing we have to understand today. And this is a part of, I think, self-care too. If we do things mm-hmm. right, it, incre- it increases our confidence. And, and for instance, yes. I remember one time I was doing a training for this organization. This is funny because they were we were doing core values integration. We were redesigning yeah. their the entire system of core values, and it took us like a, mm-hmm. about four days of training and, and coaching. But with all the senior yeah. leaders of this company, and um, mm-hmm. and the, so the the senior VP invited me in to do mm-hmm. the work. And so mm-hmm. you know we uh, flew to this beautiful location. We spent all this time together, and um, and then I noticed day two that this person that invited me in to help reshape his team was the one that needed to reshape it. Yes. <laughs> and so what? I said, I said to him, Hey man, can we talk for a few moments? He says, sure. I said, you know, every time you speak to your people during these sessions, I know she stand up and you look at them like real intense mm-hmm. and I can mm-hmm. see them freezing when you do that. I said, do you recognize the fact that you do that? Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. I do. I said, yeah. I said, listen, we all have inter- interacted for these last few days, but every time, all the other folks just would share things and it would be so inclusive. But when you would share, it was like Superman mm-hmm. stood up, you know, and respect me. And at first mm. he was offended. Yeah. Like offended. Ooh. But I said to myself, I'm doing this person a disservice if I can't tell them the truth. And so when we're trying to build yeah. healthy cultures, we gotta be real with people. That's right. Because just like you said, one person, like that was one person yes. that was intimidating the entire team. One person can burn out an entire organization. Yes. They can burn it out, you know, because Absolutely. they're narcissistic yep. or something that's controlling them where mm-hmm. they have to be in control. Yep. And they feel like it's, you know, and let me say this before, let me tell you, this is very important because one of my books is post-pandemic leadership, the key to effective recruit, uh, retention. That mm-hmm. model of yes. leadership is di- dead on arrival now. Mm-hmm. Folks will bail so fast on Dead. you. Dead. Yep. <laughs> Today. So fast. Because yep. people are not tolerating yep. it. And that's why you have an issue of retention. You got some crazy person that wants to engage with people post-pandemic like it's pre. That ship has sailed. If we're going to be effective have, today, yep. we better care yep. about people and be more compassionate. We have to be. So that's just a little leadership absolutely. nugget right there. <laughs> yeah. No, you are absolutely right. I mean, millennials, Gen Zers, kids that are coming up behind them, they are looking at that kind of leadership as a red flag. Absolutely. Mm. Always the science and the statistics that out. You are absolutely right. Nobody wants that anymore. And nope. the funny thing is, is if you have somebody that can't adapt, they're just going to take everybody down with them, right? They're not yep. going to be able to, like, they're going, as I said, if they're not going to be fighting with you, they're going to be fighting against you. All of those initiatives you need, all of those inclusion initiatives that you're so excited about, mm-hmm. all of those are dead on arrival. Absolutely right. I agree. Yep. Yeah. So yep. mm-hmm. it, sounds like, yep, it sounds like what we're talking about when we talk about self-care is sort of... Um, not even just self-awareness, but also self-advocacy, right? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like one of the things that you are teaching is self-advocacy. So Mm -hmm. 
talk to me a little bit about that and and how did how does that how did you learn how to do that for yourself well you know this is going to seem extremely simplistic but it's the truth i always like to keep i think one of the keys like we do we have a dei training called dei from the inside out and it's a humanistic mm-hmm. model of dei and it just talks yes. it's, it's real world it's like this is what it is we're all human beings let's 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 roll from that perspective but what i understand is that helped me, and I, I want people to understand this as well. If you are um, saying things to me that are hurtful, that mm-hmm. are challenging, that make me mm-hmm. feel insignificant, yep. if I can't tell you the truth about that, then guess what? I'm lying to you. So I teach folks that, you know what? We need to be honest with each other. Like one of the core values that we promote yes. the most is honest communication. And that is not belittling yes. a person. It's just being honest. Right. So the greatest leaders out here understand that sometimes people are going to say things to them from their perspective that they may not fully feel Absolutely. or agree with. But if I give you that mm-hmm. open door policy to be honest with me, this is important. As long as it's respectful, yep. don't disrespect the yeah. person because you don't disrespect them. Right. But if you can tell them, hey, you know what, what you said last week, you may not have meant it that way, but it really offended me. And it, can right. we talk about it? Because you know why? Yes. As adults, we need to be mature enough to move on, okay? To yes. understand that people have the right. Like, you think about yes. it, that, that when we hire people, we're not hiring babies. We're not hiring little kids. No. We're, we're hiring full-grown right. adults, you know, Experts, who have even. feelings and emotions and, and expertise <laughs> and degrees. Yes. So we need yes. to treat them in such a way. So we teach that. We have to have, with self-advocacy, there has to be something in that environment that allows for people to be honest. Now, this is important, too. You can't abuse that. About, right. like I have a friend right now who's one of the, um, I'll just share this about, with diversity, one of the mm-hmm. most inclusive, wonderful people I know on the planet. Beautiful lady, mm-hmm. good friend. I've done a lot of work for her as a customer. She's one of my customers. And she was telling me about a situation she was experiencing relating to diversity. And I've, and I've said to her, I said, that's not you. I said, the, the yeah. person is using a situation because they know they have the power to. And I said, yes. no, realistically, no, no. I said, you're not that person. I know you, I know who you are. Yes. That other person is the person with the problem, not you. Now people that's would right. think as an African-American male, what are you talking about? No, I know this woman. I know yes. her heart. She doesn't have a, a racist bone in her body. And so mm-hmm. people, would, what I'm saying abusing, people would take things that have been open and, and now I'm, like, I'm going to shove this down your throat. That's not what I'm talking right. about. I'm talking no. about let's create a culture where people can be honest about things that may happen in situations, but in a respectful manner. So self-advocacy advocacy yes. does not mean that I'm now in control and right. you need to listen to me. Right. That's different. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. I think that that's a very important part of self-advocacy. And I always say to people, especially leaders, that if somebody has come to your door, your open door, as it were, mm-hmm. if somebody has come to your open door and they have given you feedback, um, as long as it's respectfully, you know, it's a call in, it's not a call out, you know, if somebody has come to your door and given you this feedback, that is a gift because they trust mm-hmm. you enough with that feedback that yes. they are effectively taking their own livelihood in their hands 
to trust you to solve a problem. They believe yep. that you are worth saving and they're not just like, you know, quiet quitting or piecing out or anything else. They are actually mm. giving you that feedback so you can improve. I think that's and, a great, and, and great, great leaders. Absolutely. And leaders understand and respect that. You know, I remember uh, Bill Gates said something yeah. a long time ago. He said, he said, if I'm a, uh, he's using percentages. He said, if I'm an 85 leader, I'm hiring 95. <laughs> yes. He said, he yep. said, I'm hiring Absolutely. 95. And he said, I'm, I'm hiring people that know what I don't know and, 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 and can mm -hmm. do what I can't do. And he said, and yeah. he said, some of y'all may call that whatever. He said, I call that great leadership. And so what I mean is, mm -hmm. as a leader, I need to be open to learn from folks and grow and hear. Yes. Instead of feeling like yes. I'm the only one that yes. has the answers to it. If you're the, listen, if you're running an organization or whatever, and you're the biggest fish in that pond, you need to get in another pond. You need to get in another pond. Yes. Another pond. Because you don't want yeah. to be the biggest one. You want to, you want to empower those people around you. And when you yes. empower those people, guess what? They yes. will rise up to the occasion and sometimes they'll challenge you. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. It's like a great athlete on the field. Sometimes you see them talking to their coach and they may not necessarily be agreeing with their coach, but that athlete right. just pa passed for 400 yards. That athlete just ran the ball for 250 mm -hmm. yards. Mm -hmm. The reason why they did that, because they got a little something yeah. in them too. <laughs> you know, yes, and if, you don't, if that coach don't want to hear from them, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. You, you're going to, you're going to, yeah. you're going to handcuff that great athlete. So yeah, so that's why it should be in the workplace. Yes. Sometimes you're gonna be challenged. I like, I don't say, well, I, this is my company. Do you know the shit? Yes, yes, it is. I will say, mm -hmm. okay, write it up. Tell me what you're thinking. Put it in writing yeah. so I can see it. And even if I don't yes. agree with it, let me think about it for a little bit. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So Tell me why I'm make... wrong. Back yourself you up. Go. Yep, absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. You go. Mm -hmm. I don't love. I mean, like. See, the fun thing about neurodiversity, I'm an adhd -er. The fun thing about neurodiversity, I have a lot of, um, you know, autistics in my community, et cetera. We are the type of people that don't understand that delivering information that may be received negatively, should we, we will give that to you with honesty because we don't mean it to offend. We mean mm -hmm. it to just, like, we aren't correcting, we're just saying, right? Like, we are usually hyper-focused experts at our particular thing. And so a lot of times when I get that phone call, oh, die, how do I, how do I explore the genius of autism? How do I explore the genius of neurodiversity? I'm always like, how good are you at taking feedback, right? Like, mm -hmm. how good are you at receiving information that is well-meant? Because yes. that has not always been all of our experiences. You know, you've got the neurodiversity employment life cycle where they will hire us and think that we're great geniuses for the role. We will become good at the job. And the next thing we know, we are pushing boundaries that people don't mm -hmm. like to have pushed. People yep. don't want to mm -hmm. change in the same way that they maybe told us they wanted to change from our hiring. And I see that a lot in DEI as well. When we will hire new people, we will tell them everything that they want to hear. And in fact, we've just put them in a very unsafe situation because if they we take if they take us at our word, then what do we do? You know, then we are then we've put them in an unsafe situation. If if we mm. tell them that they are completely safe that we are including them, that we are care about their belonging, sometimes we put them in a no-win situation. What do you, yeah. is, is, has that been your experience as well? Well, you know, um, yeah. of course, I yes, mean, you know, yes. uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the big challenge is, I think if I can wrap this around something, the big challenge is when you are a leader in any capacity, Please. you hire, hire people and things like that, 
there's a lot of learning that needs to take place. Mm-hmm. You know, like for instance, you know, I always say this, you know, yes. I used to work in sales. Yep. I used to work in, I used, I used to work in sales and I was a high level at, at Abbott. That's what I was in sales, mm-hmm. Abbott Laboratories. And I said, but I would always tell people there's a big mm-hmm. difference between being a top sales representative and a district sales manager. <laughs> Those are two unique skill mm-hmm. sets that if you don't master, so like for instance, they were, they would promote yes. high producing sales representatives and put them in positions mm-hmm. of management and they would flop miserably. <laughs> they were good at sales, yes. but they weren't yes. good at managing people. Yeah. So, so, so what I'm true. trying to say is, yep. yeah. So what I'm trying to say is like, even when you talk about things like neurodiversity and all these different things, see, companies should be mm-hmm. regularly, it should be almost a lifelong learning for leaders. They should be learning yeah. about dealing yes. with different types of situations, people's experiences, 100%. things of that things of that nature. The reason why I know about what you're talking about, I, again, working in education, I used to always do a lot, mm-hmm. you know, what's called vo- vocational rehabilitation too. And so I've been, yes. I spoke inside yep. of the conferences and national conferences, things like that. So I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. You know, matter of fact, in Delaware, we created some successful initiatives to help youth uh, create like their own IEPs in school and all those kind of things. And yes. so we understand, we, yes. yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we did all of that stuff. I mean, like I said, there's a, I'm thank goodness mm-hmm. I've had a pretty diverse career. And, um, mm-hmm. but every person that was involved in these processes understood who we were working with. You know what I mean? Have to understand if you're going to hire people and there's mm-hmm. so many diverse situations that's going on, your yes. leaders should always be a student of learning. And what they don't know, yes. what they don't know, they should be able to go out and research and learn, you know, mm-hmm. because today people aren't sweeping their stuff under the carpet anymore. People no, will not. tell you, I'm, you know, I'm in neurodivergent, they'll tell you, they'll tell you mm-hmm. things where before they were trying yeah. to keep it, you know, to themselves. And, yeah. and if I don't understand yeah. what that is, I can't effectively manage that person. I'm going to manage. No. Listen, it's like a coach that's trying to manage the entire team the same way. The same way. You know? Yep. That's that, exactly that, that doesn't right. work. It doesn't work. No, one, it doesn't. One, one, quick, one, one quick thought. There's a coach yeah. by the name of John, John Wooden. I love this guy. He was a coach mm-hmm. of the UCLA Bruins basketball team many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And won seven NCAA championships in a row. No one has ever matched that. And he won 10 total. Right. And so. Right. He was being interviewed one time and he said, coach, what's the key to your success? And he said, oh, it's simple. He said, customized motivation. Uh, and, and the person said, yeah. define that a little bit. He said, no two players on my team are the same people. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've trained my coaches, his assistant coaches, and I've trained myself on how to deal with the different styles that's on our team. So yes. one player may may, be, may strive on data. Coach, show me the research. How do we do this numbers? One tri- uh, player might strive, need a hug every day. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. One player might like want you to drive them because it's like, that's what fires me up. And they said, we give each player what they need. That was brilliant. And that's how he won seven NCAA championships in 10 in a row. That's the message is- for folks out there. And it's literally the premise of effective inclusion, right? It's literally yes. the premise that nobody's the same, that everybody's different. And if you can effectively manage your team individually, they will make you successful. They will take off like rockets. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I could not have said it better myself. Yeah. So and I'll say this one, one, one thing about it. One thing right. too, because he said later on, later on in life, all those players came back and loved that man. 
they loved him. When he was, when I remember he of celebrated course. his hundred, when he, when he celebrated his hundredth birthday, all of them were there and talked about they are the persons they are today because of that leader. I just yes. thought I want to add that point. Because that lifelong of that leadership. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely, of course it did. Everybody mm-hmm. is looking to be led by good leaders. We are all. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think a lot of us are maybe a little bit, our morale, our spirit has been a little bit broken by the times. But I think if we're honest, a lot of us are still looking for those great leaders among us Mm -hmm. to empower us to be our best selves, especially in workplaces. I think we all still hope against hope that that'll still be the case for each of us. And I think that that is an amazing strategy. I'll I'll tell you this, a great leader has a lifetime effect on people. So, and we talk about organizations that talk about self-care. People will never forget that. They, you, you actually care about my well-being. They'll never forget mm-hmm. it. I'll say this at Abbott. There was a speak, uh, speaker. It was a, a manager there. He was, he was a tough guy. He, I'll be honest. He, we all have a few. Yep. We had a few of them in our lifetime. We all but had he was a few. Tough. Yep. He, 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 so Abbott was a big, major Fortune 30 company. So they would push, push, push. Mm-hmm. You know. But there was a manager there, I mean, Jim, Jim Walton. We call him Jimbo. And Jimbo was tough. You know, he was a gator yeah. shoe wearing, expensive suit wearing. <laughs> he, he was <laughs> this guy, boy, he, he spared no expense on himself. Cognac drinking, he's kind of manager. Mm-hmm. So he would yep. drive you, drive you, drive you. But then on when he could, he would say, let's go out to dinner. How's the family? How's the kids? You know, do you want a glass of cognac? I said, no, it's going to burn my throat, but I'm still going to sit here with you. We have a good yeah. conversation because I, I can't roll with cognac. But anyway. Um, and so, and so, and so, but unfortunately Jimbo passed uh, a couple years ago. And mm-hmm. when we were at his funeral, all these leaders of biotech firms and leaders of, these are all people that used to work with them. They're not presidents or CEOs of major organizations. I was there yeah. and we all had to say, they said the same thing. We're all better off as people and as leaders because of our interaction with them. See, people need to understand when you have the privilege of leading people, you're not just leading on a job, you're leading beyond it. I mean, people will take what you've taught them after your time together and they will run with it in life and bless other people. But if you're that tyrant, if you're you're insensitive, then you leave them with frustration and angst and and stress. And so be that leader that people will remember in a positive way all of their lives. Mm. Absolutely. I love that. You're absolutely right. So Mm. as I'm always saying, I'm sure this conversation could go on forever and I would truly love for it to, but Mm. we need to let Daryl Coach D. Andrews get back to his important work in this world, especially inspiring the next Mm. generation of leaders. But I'm sure Mm. everyone would love to hear more about how to follow you and get in touch if they they wanted to work with you. So how do they do Mm. that best? Yes, thank you. Um, well, the best way I would say is to go to my, yeah. my web my website, which is coachdspeaks.com. I would encourage people out there to connect with mm-hmm. me on LinkedIn too. I'm Daryl Coach D Andrews on LinkedIn. We do a lot of you know yep. uh, posts on LinkedIn and positive type things and, and leadership mm-hmm. and self care type stuff. So connect on. So I would say those are the best ways. And then just keep in mind, um, we understand that. It's one thing to say we want to do something. It's another thing to build the system. So we're about systems approaches. You know, there's a quote that I use, and that is yeah. um, nobody uh, said, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. So when you reach out to us, we're not just going to yeah. be inspiring you. 
We're going to give you systems mm -hmm. to improve those areas that we mm -hmm. talked about quite at, at length here in this podcast. So the funny thing is, and I realized it when you first started speaking, that I am already in your LinkedIn circle because I realized, I was like, is this the guy? Can this be the guy? I have been learning from you on LinkedIn for years wow. now. And wow. I was like, oh, Lord, let him say LinkedIn. This is definitely that guy. And I am Thank you so, so, much. so, of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. Y'all, be following mm. Coach D on LinkedIn because I swear mm. I have been learning from him, leadership qualities, things that we look mm. for in DEI, all of those things mm. for years now. I am so, mm. so grateful to have you mm. come on and mm. chat with me about, you know, so, so mm. grateful. So thank you for that. So well, as I you. wrap up today, I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and don't forget to subscribe to the Indomitable Podcast for more incredible stories of humaning. Remember, my new book, Indomitable, A Foster Care Story, is available everywhere you get your books and currently has five stars on Goodreads. And finally, as ever, I am so happy to have you in community here with me. And remember, together, we are truly indomitable. Have such a great week, everybody. Thank you so much, Coach D, for being here. Thank you.